Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Justin Nelson started out in the real estate business and now runs Sphere Rocket, a company which sources VAs for businesses. Justin's preferred way of networking is getting invited on stage to present value to a room full of people. And he also likes to follow up networking by sending out chocolate brownies. Thanks very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Justin. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, you're a real estate agent and you have been since the age of 16. What was it that drew you to this industry initially? Yeah, so I've actually been in the real estate industry since I was roughly 14, um, and then I couldn't actually get licensed until I was 18. So um, what drew me to the industry is actually my dad left his corporate career when I was 14, Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of said, hey, uh, we're starting a family business, and uh, we don't really have a lot of funds and reserves, so we better all make this work. So I kind of got to start it alongside of him, which was super fun. And how did you like it when you first got into it? Uh, well, when I first got into it, it was my first taste of commissions or, uh, you know, entrepreneurial sales where, you know, obviously um, with him making it a family business, I didn't get paid unless the business got paid. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but the pay was better than, you know, working at, you know, a local fast food or local retail. So um, while I had to learn patience, I loved it from the beginning. And how did you progress after that, that you know, initial start? Yeah, so I'll try and keep it super short story. Uh, basically, was uh, 14 to 18, was doing everything I could do that that you're allowed to do as a non-licensed real estate agent. So I could do paperwork and marketing and um, lots of lead generation. And then as soon as I got eight, became 18, got my license and did actual real estate agent stuff, right? Selling homes, buying homes, helping clients. Um, and then did that to 21. And then ever really since then, over the last three to four years, Um, I've really focused on the virtual assistant business, which is where I spend 99% of my time now. Yeah. So let's talk about that. then. how, how did you get to what you're doing now from the real estate industry? Was it something in that industry that kind of sparked Mm -hmm. this, uh, this idea? Yeah. So the real estate industry, um, is in the United States really well known for, and really across the world, um, for using virtual assistants, you know, from South America or the Philippines Mm -hmm. or India, um, to help reduce some cost on project type, you know, um, projects and a little bit more reduction of cost on customer service. And so um, there had always been a use of virtual assistants in our business um, when we were in real estate. And I saw that there was a lot of broken, really old school, stagnant ways of doing it. And so um, I just kind of tried my hand at, um, hey, what if I just went and did this myself and started a company that served the industry that I kind of had become micro-famous in. And when I say micro-famous, <laughs> I, was, I was 19, 20 years old making half a million dollars a year in U.S. dollar. And so I had just enough little micro-fame where people are like, we want to know what he's doing. So yeah. that's kind of what led me into the virtual assistant company. Yeah, so this, this company is called Sphere Rocket. Where did the name come from? <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny. I actually told this on another podcast a few weeks back, and not many people know this, is we were actually called social agent to start because we Mm -hmm. were trying to help real estate agents be more social, to be more connected to their audience, um, using virtual assistants, you know, just minor things like wishing people happy birthday or sending out greeting cards Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then we actually got sued over the name because I was really Mm -hmm. young, naive. 
I never thought to maybe look up trademarks before right. I started the company. Um, so we didn't fight it. Obviously, we were in the wrong. Um, yeah. I, was, I was a little upset because I was like, man, we did so much work in marketing <laughs> and things. Um, but looking back now that we're, you know, a four or 5,000 person company, Sphere Rocket's a much better name, right? Like for SEO and Google and things yeah. like that, like a thousand things pop up when you type social agent where yeah. now if you type sphere rocket there's nothing else out there with that name so um, that's <laughs> it's, it was a kind of a business learning lesson is how we got to the current name yeah so tell me what sphere rocket does yeah so sphere rocket really is a business hr recruiting firm that will come into businesses all across the globe so our clients are you know based in the u.s based in you know europe based in um, the middle east like all over like no matter where we're at where we help businesses usually in a little bit um, more progressed economies where they're looking for some reduction of labor costs mm -hmm. um, so sphere rocket uh, our headquarters is in the philippines um, so we help businesses um, basically outsource you know and so that could be anything from a solo entrepreneur just wanting to help with their marketing that they're too busy for um, and it could be all the way up to a big corporate that needs call center support or chat support. So um, we've really placed it all. So we're really just a headhunter recruiter um, that helps small businesses and we're a consultant because a lot of times a business will say, I'm so busy, but I don't know what I need help with mm -hmm. or I don't know what I need talent for. And then some businesses are like, man, we're just not very busy. We need help with our lead generation or marketing and to kind of get you know kicked in the right direction. So um, we kind of help with all of the above. Yeah. Now you started off doing this for um, other people in, in the real estate sector, but mm -hmm. who is it that, that's using you now? Yeah. So not to be give like a generic answer, but I'll kind of give one. I'd really say we're in about 400 different industries now across the 5,000 VAs we've placed. So real estate was industry number one. But since then, you know, now we have any small business owners, course creators, electricians, um, plumbing companies, we have marketing, com digital marketing companies, we have podcast companies, like we now are over in what we consider 400 industries. So um, it could be the local bakery that just needs help with their marketing. It could be the local place that sells cars, you know, the car dealership. Um, so really now we've served anybody that is selling a product. It could be a grocery store, could be a service like an electricity, you know, or plumbing, or it mm -hmm. could be all the way to small business owner. You know, I'm selling things on Pinterest and Etsy. So, you know, we really have a solution yeah. um, for any business owner. Yeah. And what sort of difference does having a VA make to those business owners? Yeah. So for a lot of the business owners, you know, then I'll kind of, kind of tell you my story, like here in the United States, like I wanted to always have a whole bunch of employees, right? Like I wanted to be able to go into an office and high five and, <laughs> you know, build a culture. And, you know, when I first got started, um, you know, and I was making, let's say a hundred thousand us dollar a year, like I didn't have like, that was really good money, but I didn't have an extra like 50,000 to give mm -hmm. to an assistant. Right. Yeah. I didn't have an extra 50,000 for an assistant and then 20,000 for a marketing director, um, and so the virtual assistance allowed me to kind of bridge that gap. So I was able to hire a VA, for example, for $15,000 a year, um, full time, 40 mm -hmm. hours a week, which is a great wage for um, them. So a really good way to live life. And then, so now I, I was able to main, retain 85,000, but yet still have a full time assistant. And so it allowed my business still to grow, you know, to the point to where I could hire my first US based assistant, then my second. And so for a lot of business owners, 
that you know might be a little strapped for cash. And when I say strapped for cash, the business may be growing super well. But right, but when you're growing, a lot of times your funds are a little constrained or you mm -hmm. have cash flow. And so for a lot of people, it's a great way to get help in your business without having to wait for the time that you can afford a full-time salary of someone yeah. that's in person. So it's a great way to, the biggest thing we always preach is we're not a company that's trying to eliminate jobs in your local market. Like I don't, the business owners we work with, we don't want them to just lay everybody off and go use virtual assistants. We want the, the virtual assistants to complement what they already have. Yeah. yeah. And so what are some of the common tasks that people outsource their, their, their VAs and, and maybe what are the, mm -hmm. some of the unusual ones? <laughs> yeah. So the, the common ones are what, what you hear all the time. It's, it's social media, um, especially in a day and age of video. So we, you know, we hire a ton of video editors these days, especially for business owners that are yeah. doing content or doing things like that. Um, we then do a lot of like customer servicing, you know, so like I'll give you an, a, just a one-off example of an electrician that's coming to do, you know, electrical work at your home. Like if a client calls the like, electric company, we have VAs that will answer those phone calls and they'll set the appointment and they'll schedule the time for the electrician to go out. And then the virtual assistant will communicate with the electrician. You know, they're kind of like the back-end admin team mm -hmm. for that business. Because, you know, I'm sure we've all called a company in our local area to do a service and they, you know, their phones don't work yeah. or they're like, we'll call you back. And so VAs are a great way to man the phones eight hours a day and really provide customer service. And then you got just like customer care, right? Like we have... Uh, virtual assistants in many businesses where their only job is to take care of the past clients. So mm -hmm. as to call them every quarter and check in. Um, I always tell people, um, if you have an insurance agent or, or you're a real estate agent or, you know, whoever does like your life insurance or, you know, how many times have they called you in mm -hmm. the past year, right? How many times have they called to check in on you? And most of the people would say, well, they haven't. They, yeah. they haven't talked to them yeah. since I signed up five years ago. And so a lot of times VAs, like if my insurance agent called me today and said, hey, Justin, just checking in on you. Can we do anything? I would actually probably be like, hey, I have three referrals of people that I know that need yeah. to use your services. Yeah. But but without their contact, I don't really think about it. Yeah. And so, so a lot of times VAs will do things like that. Um, and then some odd ones. Um, it's funny, and I know you'll kind of get to where people can find me, but if you ever just search me, Justin Nelson's Fear Rocket, um, a lot of my YouTube videos and things like that are about kind of the odd things I have virtual assistants do for me. Um, like I have virtual assistants that watch my house cameras. So they <laughs> like, so like if, if, if my house cameras are going off, they'll jump on real fast while they're at their computer and just check it, make sure all's good at my house. Um, you know, I have... I, I have uh, virtual assistants that do all my like flight coordination. I travel a lot and mm -hmm. speak a lot um, across the country and across the globe, actually. And so they'll do my they'll, they'll they'll plan my hotels and my you know when I get to the airport, is there going to be a car waiting for yeah. me? And so a lot of those types of things are things that they do. Yeah. Now tell me about your your GoPro experiment and yeah. what you found from that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's actually where a lot of the unique things come from. Is so. Um, back in the day, I had a business coach and he said, Justin, you need an administrative assistant. And I said, I don't know what I would have them do. And he yeah. was like, hey, just strap a GoPro to yourself on your chest, <laughs> like someone that's backpacking or, you know, going on a hike or, you know, an extreme sportist. Like, and, and he's like, just record all day what you do. And so I thought it was kind of crazy. But what I realized was, is when I recorded what I did all day, 
Um, number one, I found a lot of dead time in my day where I could probably work a little bit harder. So that's mm -hmm. kind of a side fact. But number two, I found a lot of things that I was doing that I could give to a virtual assistant. So um, for example, when I'd wake up in the morning, the camera would catch that I would spend about 30 to 45 minutes on my phone. And what I would do is I would scroll through Facebook and I would like and heart all of the people that are either past clients or possible prospects. And he was like, well, that 45 minutes that you just went and put hearts and emojis and comments on, he's like, you could have a virtual assistant do that for you. No one would ever know that it's not you yeah. liking it. Yeah. And he's like, that's not to be disgenuine, but he's like, guess what you can do with that 45 minutes now? He's like, you can go to the gym, you can spend it with your family or with your kids, you can do whatever you want to do with that extra time. And that, if you do it right and you replace that time and you give that to a VA and you use your time wisely, your business will grow, your family relationships will grow, or your health will grow. Now, if you just sleep in an extra 45 minutes, that could be good too sometimes. But yeah. it, Or if you just watch Netflix to replace that 45 minutes, you know, it might not be as healthy of an option, but, but it's also, you know, all about, you know, recharging too. So Yeah, I think that's fascinating. So how many VAs do you have on your books now and how do you find them? Yeah, so on our books, we have a little over 5,000 that we've placed yeah. with other business owners. So we call that um, about 5,000 in pseudo management. And what I mean by pseudo management is if you called me and said, Jess, I need a VA for marketing, um, we're going to recruit them. You know, we're going to, and when you say, when we, how do we find them? Uh, I have a recruitment team of about 60 people um, that work mm -hmm. for me personally in the Philippines, and their job is just to recruit, recruit, recruit. They're, go they're, they're sitting on 20 live interviews a day each. Um, just going through recruits, finding the position, screening, doing the background checks, all of those things. Um, and so kind of in a roundabout way, um, we have 5,000 that we're in pseudo management of. And an example would be, I give you the VA for marketing after we recruited them for you. We, we, we help you kind of manage them, but mm -hmm. ultimately they go onto your team. Um, but I have about a hundred on my personal payroll that work for me directly servicing the 5,000 yeah. other plus VAs that we've placed out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so what kind of advice would you give to someone who's considering outsourcing some work to a VA? Yeah, so first advice I would give people is no matter who you go through to help you, you know, there's lots of resources even outside of us that are great options. Um, number one thing is don't be too scared, right? Because outsourcing is, you know, fairly inexpensive all across. So if you make a leadership mistake or, you know, you're not as prepared as you maybe should be, like, you're not spending $5,000 a month on a salary. You're not spending $3,000 a month on a salary. Like, so like, I'd love to learn my leadership mistakes and, you know, become a better leader um, without it hurting my pocketbook as much. So that'd be mm -hmm. my first thing I tell people is don't be afraid. You know, you're not committing. Uh, also, I try and remind people when it goes to any type of hiring is like, you're never obligated to keep someone on your team more than the next second. Like a lot of times people look at my payroll now and they go, Justin, you have a hundred VAs in the Philippines working for you. You have 20 US-based staff working for you. They're like, how do you, like, what's the risk of having 120 people on payroll? And it's my 120 people on payroll, they're, they're, they're not guaranteed to have a job all year. So like if, if next month, my company had something crazy happen and it's like, you can no longer do what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, I could lay off every single person and it's not an obligation. So I say that because sometimes when people hire, they think about, oh, it's going to be $30,000 a year to hire someone. Mm -hmm. But really what you should be thinking about is, 
well, it's going to be 3000 a month, right? It's like, what are you on the hook yeah. for? You know, that's, it's actually going to be 1500 every two weeks. Yeah. And so kind of because big, that big number of 30 could scare some people, yeah. right? It could be like, man, that's a big number. But you're really only committed to, you know, a few weeks at a time. For, yeah. And so it, you kind of break it down and go, if it doesn't work out, well, you're not out 30000 you're out 1500 right? Yeah. Or, or whatever that number is. And when it comes to VAs, the average VAs across the world right now in, in the Philippines or India average about four bucks an hour. So, mm-hmm. you know, for most people, the worst risk you're going to be out is 640 a month if it didn't work out, right? Or it wasn't a, and it's not usually that it doesn't work out. It's more or less that you change your mind. You don't want a VA. You'd mm-hmm. rather maybe it be in person or, you know, whatever the story yeah. may be. Yeah. Now, I know that networking is important to you. Mm-hmm. So how have you used it to, to, to grow? Yeah, great question. So um, our entire business has been grown on networking. So we don't do a lot of like Facebook ads. We don't do a lot of things that people might think we do. Um, we, we spend most of our time growing our business through networking. And the way that I found fastest to network is I want to be the one on stage presenting value to a room. So mm. um, what I found is if I'm going to events or things like that, like I'm always building relationships, trying to get on more stages and come from a place of value. Um, because, you know, if I go to a networking event um, and let's say there's a presentation, like if I can be the one giving the presentation, yeah. well, now after I'm done, all 50 people or 500 or 5,000, whatever size it may be, or, or five, right? Um, they now know my story and they're like, man, I want to go learn more about that yeah. versus if I walk in a networking room um, and someone else is on stage, you know, well, now I have to go and convince everybody else in the room and, and build relationship a little bit harder, a little bit, takes a little bit longer to, you know, exchange. We, we all say the exchange, the stories, right. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever, if you go to network and you meet 20 people, well, you're going to have to tell your story 20 times. Yeah. You're going to have to hear their story 20 times. And so, which is nothing wrong with that. Like that's a great way to network. It's way better than not networking at all. But the way we've supercharged it is really just a large focus on well, how many places can I present, um, you know, without, you know, coming from a place of salesmanship or pitching Mm -hmm. or, you know, making people feel like they're being sold. It's just like, how many rooms can I get into? Just like a podcast that I can, you know, share a message and, you know, give some tips and tricks. And, you know, a lot of times people, when they think that they go and speak on a stage, like they think they have to sell something. Um, You might've heard me on this podcast. I said, Hey, here's some tips and tricks. And there's a hundred other options out there that are good, just like us. And so when you come from a place of sincerity on stage, like that's, how you know, when people are like, man, he just really wanted to give back today and he didn't really care if he got sales or not out of us. People people really relate to that sincerity yeah. and vulnerability if it's authentic, right? If you're not being authentic and you're hiding it, um, people can feel that. Um, yeah. I would say that's probably our kind of tip and trick to networking yeah. to supercharge it. And getting yourself on the stage with that opportunity to speak really positions you as, as a leader, doesn't it? Yeah, and, 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 and uh, the next thing I'll say is kind of a good and bad thing is humans naturalistically um, will give you a level of precedence and hierarchy uh, when they see you on a stage, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a st- it, whether it's true or not, like someone could have $0 in their bank account, have a $0 business, and if they go on stage and they say something – people automatically put them in their mind subconsciously in an elevated position. So obviously some people in the world use that unethically to their advantage. And, you know, obviously we don't go on stage and lie and do things like that. Mm -hmm. But just being on the stage, like even if you go on stage and go, hey, last year my business made $30,000, it doesn't have to be $3 million. It doesn't have to have a thousand employees, but just telling your story 
you're more brave than 90% of people in the audience (laughs) that would never speak on stage. So people relate to you um, and and are most likely at the end of the day going to want to know what your business does and they'll buy from you, right? Whether it's a product, a service, or just be someone that refers you business. Yeah, absolutely. And is networking something that you encourage your clients to do as well? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of our clients, you know, obviously my virtual assistants only stay employed with my clients if their businesses are growing and they have money coming in. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of teaching of our clients, you know, selfishly. I tell people it's it's kind of selfish of me, but it's also a good selfish. Like if my clients grow their business, my business will grow too because they need more people. Um, But yes, absolutely. I tell my clients to do the same thing. You know, we actually, if you go to my YouTube channel um, at Justin Nelson, you'll find a lot of like the tips and tricks that we use to get on stages, you know, how to get on more stages. So 100%, I think it's the lifeline to any business. Yeah. So how do you think that small business owners can get the best out of networking? Yeah, and so I'll give you a really simple uh, tip and trick, and this can be, obviously it's easier if you have a virtual assistant or some type of assistant, but the number one thing I like to do when I go network is the business cards. Like, and when I say business cards, we've all been to networking and someone hands you a business card Mm -hmm. or they hand, and then we put it in our car or truck and we throw it away or we go to dinner after and we just lose it in our pockets Mm -hmm. and our spouse finds it. And so like what I always tell people, like, (laughs) it's funny when people come up to me and they give me their business card, I'd be like, I'm like, all right, awesome. Thank you. Hold on just a second. And I take a picture of it front and back and then yeah. I hand it right back to him and I'm like here you go I'm, I'm gonna get this to my assistant and we're gonna be in touch like and say and here I'm gonna save you some money uh which might seem kind of silly for a few cents that a business card may save them but it's just kind of a thing that I do and so I say that to say getting the data from your event and not just hoping that someone's gonna remember you or hoping that someone's gonna call you one day because you gotta remember that person unless you're just networking one-to-one and you're like at coffee that person's going to go network with 30 other people. Yeah. And, and I always tell people, those 30 other people may be more interesting than me, <laughs> but they're not going to be better at follow-up and building a relationship than me. So like, as soon as I take a picture of that business card, um, my virtual assistant gets notified that my phone library has a new photo. Um, and they'll go in there and they will send that person a little $5 brownie and gift card or, or yeah. when I say a, like a, a card and brownie and it will show up to their door usually within 48 hours. And so when as that person leaves networking, no, now I have 30 people's contact information and I send 30 little brownies out to their door that I never, I, I didn't do any of it. I went home and ha- I, I hang out with my, you know, wife and family and, you know, my virtual assistant had it already done by the time the day was over. So they're hanging with their family. But now I have 30 people in that room that I networked with that all remember me as yeah. the number one person yeah. just because we sent a $3 brownie that I didn't even do. And yeah. all I did was take a picture of it. So I think just trying to stand out too is a, a tip and trick that we use in the networking world. Yeah, no, I love that. So are there any networking experiences that you've had that that really stand out for you? Yeah, I I would say the networking experiences that really stand out, and, you know, this is going to, again, sound a little bit different than um, what some people would say, but, like, there's two trains of thought, in my opinion, when it comes to networking. You obviously have, like, mass networking, then you have intimate networking. Mm -hmm. So intimate networking for us is what we call our top 25. It is, if, 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 if the person's on our top 25, it's someone we really want to get into business with or really want to know, um, you know, we do a lot of intimate networking. It's trying to get them one-on-one for coffee mm-hmm. or dinners or experiences. 
um, to be able to get to know them a little bit better, maybe their spouse a little bit better. Um, but then we also have mass networking, right? So mass networking is where we'll go. I'm going to go to this real estate conference and I am just going to be the most bubbly, friendly pe person for the next 72 hours. I'm going to drain all of my people energy out this weekend and then I'll recover for the next few weeks. <laughs> and I just want to meet 150, 200, 300, 400, 500 people. And I, and I know going in that those conversations are going to be maybe a little bit more, um, they're going to lack a little bit of depth to them sometimes mm -hmm. because they're quick, yeah. but it also allows you with, with a good system in place, a good virtual assistant, someone to help set post a conference meetings, you know, then it's like, cool. Well, now I got 500 people that actually would remember me. If I called them, they might not know exactly my whole story or exactly what I do, but they're definitely not going to forget me when I call them. Um, afterwards. So I guess it's just kind of what you're going for, you know, and, and we do both a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All about being memorable, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's been brilliant. Thank you ever so much for sharing your thoughts with me, Justin. Just finally, if people want to get in touch with you, find out more about Sphere Rocket, what's the best place for them to find you? Yeah. So the best place is to go to hireleverage.com, which is H-I-R-E, leverage.com it's got everything it's got resources libraries youtube channel all of that can be found on there and of course if we could ever be of service to anybody or consult them on needing a virtual assistant that's also a great place to find where we are at and what we do and all of our pricing lovely thank you very much justin absolutely thank you for having me thanks for listening to small business big network if you found this podcast useful please do rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.